the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Numbers report, job numbers. Everything is coming up roses. Job numbers suck. They're government-financed jobs. Government direct or indirect employment. This is the term of mediocrity. This is what success looks like under these economic illiterate failures. You know, as uh, I'm, I'm watching on the news here in Studio Xanadu, Shinsu Abe, the Japanese former prime minister that was assassinated, Shinzo Abe, as a former Japanese prime minister, did more for the American people than Joe Biden could ever do. And I'm dead serious. What he did for the consumer, what he did for the worker, he employed... Japan and their investments, employed more people than even the government mafia unions do. And it was private economy. He was a far better asset to this country than this political whore who's distraining. Who, by the way, I mean, it is a fantastic Friday. And today was spectacular. Not only did he, was he the host of Baby Murders Unite, the first annual committee meeting where slobs, scumbags, want to kill their babies and they want to use this word codify. Gee, what does that mean? Codify, codify, codify. You mean in spite of the law of the land. So you mean nullify. This is direct ignoring the law of the land. I like the way Democrats play, though, because they make no bones about it. You could do whatever you want in our Democrat sewers. So go ahead and, and codify. But what you really mean is nullify. And your acts of what you're doing is murder. You won't be charged because you're in control of these sewers. But are you in control of this dimwit in, in diapers? Because he's reading quotes. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. No, 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 no. no. End of quote was what you're not supposed to read there, Ron Burgundy. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political, or, or maybe precise, not and or, or political power. Bruh. I'm on Burgundy? Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter... Burgundy will read. And so will our idiot pretending to be president. And you know, it's funny because you see the format. Forget about the fact that our economy has never been worse. Our costs have never been higher. Quality of life is now separating to if you're in the middle or you were supposedly in the middle, you are going to be dragged down to the bottom as every indication shows you. 
and that the quality of life in this country will be at the lowest point in the last 150 years, bar none. And now he's going to pretend that the Democrat mafia should stay in power, not because it's done anything for the people, but for the simple reason that mothers can kill their kids while they're in power, they will protect that murder. They will guarantee no charges be brought against the murderers. And it gets me thinking about all of the different ways in which this scum stole the office. And there is a breaking story, thanks to Project Veritas, that goes over exactly the people who are doing the harvesting. So when they say tens of millions of women, he doesn't think tens of millions of actual women will be voting. He means he can get 10 millions of names on a ballot and have it harvested and funneled by one of these chubby Democrat mafia apparatchiks. What I do in picking up the ballots when he was with me, that's illegal. I could go to jail. So I, I'm a little apprehensive to tell somebody what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? And again, once he works with me once, he's going to say she's... I, I guess Trump was right. <laughs> I'm sorry. About doing illegal? I'm sorry? About doing stuff illegal? Yeah. <laughs> They all said he was full of Oh, hell no, he's not. It's true. Because you're not supposed to do that. If I have a bunch of them, mm -hmm. I'll take 20 here, 30 here, 40 here. Oh, mix it up, not the same post office. Of course not. Yeah. How many ballots do you think that you can do that with? I've already done, I don't know, probably like 1,800. Wow. So some fat slob named Rodriguez Steals 1,800 votes throughout very strategic districts in, Cal in uh, Texas. This validates everything we saw in 2,000 mules and all of the suspicions of how many morons are in this country or corrupt predators on the morons are in this country to put this dimwit in diapers in office. And once again, you see the plan for the midterms. So, of course, everyone knows with the bald-faced lies, the irregularities. Here's another thing that went virtually unquestioned. Fox News alert. Joe Biden sold nearly a million barrels of oil to a Chinese gas company that his son Hunter may still indirectly own a stake in. This is according to the Washington Free Beacon. The Biden administration announced in April they were selling strategic petroleum reserve barrels to the Chinese state-owned oil company Unipec, also known as Sinopec. But in 2015, Hunter's firm, BHR, bought a nearly $2 billion stake in Sinopec. In November, Hunter's attorney claims he divested his stakes in his Chinese holdings. But as of March, Chinese records still listed him as a 10% owner in the firm, BHR Partners, which a Georgetown professor valued to be worth a cool $20 million. $20 million, and they're still paying off on the bribes. Still paying off on the scandal, yet no one wants to ask about it. And when we're, our Congress people ask about it, they are hit with roadblocks by Janet Yellen. It means I'm Congressman. You're asking Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, yet again to hand over any suspicious international bank transactions associated with Hunter Biden. What makes this unique is this used to be a routine ask and answer to Treasury. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you have any suspicious materials from X person? As a member of Congress, you would get that information. Not anymore. Why? Well, that's what we're trying to find out. I think we all know why. But just to put this into perspective, a suspicious activity report was put into place when George Bush was president after September 11th to try to catch 
uh, money laundering into terrorist cells in the United States. A suspicious activity report is a very serious banking violation. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's brother, Jim, have had over 150 suspicious activity reports. When Bush was president and through Obama, Clinton, Bush, you, you, any member of Congress could request from Treasury a list of suspicious activity reports in their congressional districts and in their states. When Joe Biden became president, and this is before it became public knowledge that Hunter had these suspicious activity reports, he, in the dark of night, changed it to where Congress could no longer access that from Treasury. Now we have formally requested uh, the suspicious activity reports on Hunter Biden, and the Democrats will not allow us to have it unless, I mean, the, the White House will not allow us to have it unless the Democrats sign on to the request, too. So now you're relying on the mafia in order to get the information of the banking fraud everybody knows about. And it explains also why China gave the $31 million. It's not just the direct profiteering from being an adversary of America as it's imploding due to political incompetence and corruption. It's the direct payoff of the oil. They're getting the oil, the strategic oil, and they're getting it for a song. And the same time they're doing that, who exactly are they partnering with? Are they partnering with you? Are they helping you? Or are they partnering partnering with Rutin, Tutin, Putin and Iran? The availability of Russian cheap crude in the world market has started a race to sell oil to the biggest oil buyer in the world, China. After Russia became China's main crude oil supplier, beating Saudi Arabia, reports say Iran has also slashed the cost of its oil and it is giving a discount to lure Chinese buyers. Iran is being compelled by cheap Russian crude suppliers to lower the cost. It's already low-cost crude, and uh, Iranian oil has been priced at $10 a barrel below the brand futures to put... They're buying it at $10 a barrel discount every single minute of every single day. Rutin Tutin Putin sells 50% more oil. Saudi Arabia, Iran, China, Russia... They're having a great year, a lot better than your labor market that we pretend is doing good. Not one job added, not one since before this idiot stole the office, not one. But all the people who bribed the crime family, they're raking it in. Oh, did you think I forgot about you? You pretend government in Ukraine with your Nazis, the Azov Battalion, and your actor, comedian, pretending to be president who makes me laugh my ass off. The Ukrainian government, flush with American money, is now shoveling millions of it back to the Washington area in the form of lobbying fees. What? So you mean the $60 billion we sent, it's coming back here, they're hiring lobbyists and they're bribing politicians? That's a money laundering scheme, like an organized syndicate. Senior foreign policy writer at Vox, Jonathan Geyer, is here to discuss his latest piece at Vox, looks at the way that Ukraine has been influencing Washington's uh, foreign policy-making apparatus. Jonathan, welcome to Rising. Hi. And so, so what, what did you find? You, you, dug through, uh, you dug through these records pretty relentlessly. Uh, what what'd you unearth? So I would say, according to experts on foreign lobbying, what Ukraine is doing right now is unprecedented in Washington. Obviously, foreign lobbying is legal. Ukraine is under siege. Putin is vile. So, of course, they're pushing hard for as many weapons as they possibly can uh -huh. to win this war. And money. But there isn't as much transparency as maybe you and I as reporters would like to see. I've been getting invited to dinners, breakfasts, gatherings. Some of them are by registered foreign lobbyists. and some. Oh, but he's just a reporter. 
So you're bribing reporters too. That explains why no one talks of the Azovs. So I just started asking some questions. And what I've discovered is that there's only 14 Department of Justice officials overseeing all of foreign lobbying, about 2,000 foreign lobbyists here in Oh, so there's 14 pretend officials who work for the government whose primary job is to visit the restaurants in the area and decide when break is to watch 2,000 foreign lobbyist scumbags bribe our politicians to get more money to the country, the pretend country, that's been bribing Joe Biden for a decade. Is that right? Washington and the U.S. were registered. And for Ukraine, there's about 24, maybe now 25 after this story, as a PR firm says they're going to register as a result. But... 24 registered lobbyists for Ukraine, up from 11 last year. And, and there's a bit of a lag to this registration. So uh, in terms of how many contacts these lobbyists have made. Now, where did Ukraine get the money to bribe, I mean, campaign contribute, politicians? Do you see the scheme? You think this is a party? You think this is politics? This is a gangster government, organized syndicate of money laundering fraud, and you're getting stuck with the pit bill and the whole time it's imploding you're being told everything's just coming up roses it's absolutely fantastic i don't know what you're worried about during the past few weeks you've had questions on abortion inflation everything that goes wrong with the president is there anything or can you list a few things that, that are going right for this president at this moment well, I would point you to the jobs numbers today. Uh, we saw 375,000 jobs uh, the in, job this, in the The job numbers are as month. phony as Joe uh, Biden's while... hairline. They're as phony as Joe Biden's hairline or Nancy Pelosi's wreck. They're fake, fraud, cons, and they're Democrats. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So, my lovely honey bunny, I inundate her with clips. And I probably sent more clips last night than I've sent, and more clips last night and today, than I've sent over a weekend. And the reason is, this is a, a fantastic Friday, but there's a news dump on Fridays. And we are at the pinnacle of why this imbecile, imbecile should be thrown out of office what do you need to do to impeach a president this is not just a president who's incapable because he's clearly incompetent this is a political whore that has been bribed for decades and these policies that are destroying the quality of your life are not an accident or because he's suffering from sundowners it is because he is paying off bribes this is intentional. It is the destruction of your life and enriching not just the enemies of capitalism, the enemies of liberty, because they're all communists and dictator states. He's paying off why they paid him tens of millions of dollars. Joe Biden and his crack-smoking son and his dimwit brother produce nothing, have never had a business, yet they're worth tens and tens of millions, all three of the scum that they are. Why? Why was China giving them money? Why was Ukraine giving them money? You're living in it. We are paying off bribes. I mean, was the administration aware that you know, some of that oil could end up going overseas? So um, when it comes to um, the oil, it is something that uh, oil companies decide. No, you're wrong, Sideshow Bob. 
Now, I know the only reason you got that job is because of your sexual proclivities, your race, and your silly hairdo. However, it has nothing to do with this idiot releasing a million barrels a day and where it goes. It is not the oil company's fault here, dummy. It is your dimwit in diapers fault that you call president. I don't call him that. And I don't think the country should call him that. I think this apparatchik to the Communist Party in China and to the corrupt oligarch pretend government in Ukraine should be in chains instead of an old people's home or a $3,500 suit as he continues to ruin my country. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean, how long does it go with this idiot? First, he, the assassinated prime minister, he says his name backwards. Then he says his assassination won't have any effect on Japanese politics. When does this end, buddy? He doesn't have the gravitas to understand how important that man was to American prosperity. He doesn't understand that. And here's the other thing. He's glad that that guy was assassinated because what that guy represented was the greatest roadblock to his organized syndicate called unions. What he did for the American consumer and the American car company was provide satisfaction at extremely low prices without enriching the Democrat pay-to-play scheme called unions. That's what he did. So Joe Biden is glad to see him go. And besides, he didn't say his name back backwards. He thought he was ordering Shinsu peppers. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Man, I sit here listening to all this stuff like that. You, you expose it all, brother. You, you, you hit all the nails on the head because I'm thinking about this stuff, and, that, and you basically explain it and lay it out, and it's all going on. Now, here's my question. You got this Ave over there. There's something going on here. We, our our uh, deep state, they're, they're, good, they're good at taking all kinds of corruption all over the world. And like that. You see now how important guns are to all our politicians and protecting all our banks and our municipal things. Well, how come with our Ave, they basically they couldn't protect them with guns and is our deep state working in their uh, um, security system? Do you know where he went? Do you know where he went? Craig, do you know where he went after he hosted the first annual Baby Murders Unite committee? Do you know where he went right after? To the CIA headquarters. No. The CIA headquarters. <laughs> CIA is working hand in glove with this foreign policy of corruption. They like it this way because they see an opportunity to bribe countries into support for America through economic extortion and economic calamity which the cia has been working all through south america and all through eastern europe this is what this is this is why nobody minds nobody minds what do you mean you've tripled your lobbyists and where is the where is ukraine getting money to to lobby american politicians from the american treasury it is a money laundering scheme and everybody who touched the money should go to prison Instead, you know what they're going to do? They're going to buy more of those $3,500 suits, more of those Oceanside estates, as they cripple you, as they destroy the quality of your life. It's one big rigged scam, and you ain't in it. Mitchell in displays. Hey, first of all, Sean, you understand that most radical Democrats don't understand the law of supply and demand with regards to oil, okay? The reason why oil companies are making what I call record profits is because they restricted supply. So when you restrict supply, it increases demand, right? So these idiots think that this is somehow a plus side to the economy. And regarding the CIA, do you realize that the House Select Committee on Assassinations basically pulled the wool over their eyes that there were assassinations, obviously, in Chile, in uh, Congo. You had, obviously, the guys in Vietnam. How about uh, Haiti? 
That's right, okay? And all these coup d'etats, right, that were funded by the CIA, okay? Operation 40, you idiots, Democrats, was basically to get Castro. They couldn't do it. You know why? Because Castro was smarter than you. Yeah. Castro had the Russians, I'll do you. And by the way, regarding uh, Ukraine, it's all based on a giant payoff. The exactly. only reason, what is, what is our upside in Ukraine? Absolutely nothing. The Azov Battalion, which covers the Western Sphere, is getting their head kicked in because the Israelis and Poland refuses to give them one armed, uh, you know, a helicopter yeah, you're or right, any military. They assistance. don't like to arm Nazis, even when they're told they're good ones. Convincing that, that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, right, I guess, the... 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had, they were walking out to the press conference, said, no, nah. I said, I'm not going to, or we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. Organized syndicate. You think it's a political party? It's one big scheme, and boy, did it pay off to the tune of $60 billion and counting. Rat Democrats, I'll be back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's Friday. NPR tracks four election deniers who are spreading misinformation. Are you supposed to intimidate me? I don't believe he won. I think you cheated, you rat bastards. Now what? Now what are you going to do? If you're going to send the FBI or the IRS anywhere, how about you figure out where the millions of dollars went to this scumbag crackhead pretending to be important rather than a bag man for his dimwit father? Idiots. Idiots. Matt, South Bend. Sean, liking the, uh, the Zen mode there you got going on. Just also wanted to mention, I didn't know... Rahm Emanuel is the Japanese ambassador, so he's introducing a little Chicago to Japan there, sounds like. Yeah, well, you know what Rahm Emanuel's there to do? Rahm Emanuel's there to front-run investments for his two scumbag brothers and the rest of the Democrat mafia. He's over there with his nine fingers, so he blends in with the Yakuza, which is what Rahm Emanuel wishes he was. He's tall enough, but he's not quite tough enough. Thank you very much, Matt. He's a pansy. I used to love that when they'd say, oh, he's a tough guy. Is he a tough guy? I'd love to meet him. Let's see who the tough guy is, scumbag. Kathy in Chicago. Hi, Sean. I just have a, I want to get your opinion on uh, Ukraine. Well, how can Kiev fly people in and out? They're all dressed in their business suits, going to meetings like there's nothing going on. But everywhere else in Ukraine is being destroyed. Kathy, this is a particular issue with me because I've been paying attention for the last seven years when the government has been killing the Ukrainian people because they practiced a form of religion or spoke in a certain ethnicity that the government didn't like. 
I've been paying attention for seven years, wondering why America isn't taking a position on a government that not only has close ties to the Democrat mafia and Republican mafia, for that matter, and some key people in the Republican Party, least of which is that Wayne Newton-looking freak, Paul Manafort, which I never liked him either. And they were killing thousands of their own people, thousands. And the government said nothing because now they got their whore in there. And now they can ring the register on some serious money. So if you're asking me to make sense of organized crime and syndicate, I want to know where Igor Kolomoisky is and my money, because I think they're both in Cyprus. That's what I think. Thank you very much, Kathy. And if you think I'm wrong, do a little digging. Find out about the company that Joe Biden, his crack-smoking son, sat on the board. Find out about it. Who owned it? The pretend government and the oligarch. They had controlled all of that country's energy. All of it. And all they had to do was bribe some Democrat scumbag who they had a guarantee was going to be the next president. What was the guarantee? They rigged the election, NPR, and the rest of you Democrat scum. Neil and Bartlett. Hey, Sean. How you doing, buddy? Good, Neil. Uh, well, okay, so I, I know you're not a believer. You don't believe in, uh, you say that you're not like a faithful person, but do you not see something coming up right now with uh, the the re, uh, with um, the Prime Minister of Britain not resigning? All of a sudden, now Japanese Prime Minister dying with everything going on, and um, you know, just I, I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm missing the connection of the one versus the other. What you have is what you've always had, just more information. You have the Marxists, the collectivists, the totalitarians around the world fighting. For their survival and their implementation no, no, of an hold ideology. On, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a combination of this stuff that is happening right now that's b- biblical. That um, I don't know that I don't want to. You know, I, okay. So I'm I'm a faith believer. I believe in God. Yeah. But why is nobody catching this stuff right now and trying to fight it? Not that you can, because if you really believe in God, this is the end of the world. To be quite honest, Neil, I don't believe that for a minute. It's been the end of the world for the last 200 years. Just look at a street corner. Everyone always says it's the end of the world. The two don't have anything. (laughs) And and here's the thing about religion. It can be anything anybody wants it to be. I don't know what the the answers are. I'm not saying I'm an atheist. I'm not saying I'm an atheist. Here's what I will say. This this interpretation of of these, these nonsense stories, nonsense stories, that has nothing to do with anything except enriching human beings in the name of a power they don't have and don't understand and can't deliver. You want to talk about a scandal? Let's talk about the wealth of some of these scoundrels. And let's start at the Vatican and work down. All the way down to the southern preachers flying around in Lear jets. That's that. I don't buy a word of that. That being said, is there a higher power? I hope so. Do I think it has anything to do with that limey scumbag Boris Johnson? He was a piece of dung, and somebody should have thrown him off the Eiffel Tower. What do you think of that, even though that's in France? And as far as the Japanese prime minister, he was killed by another communist, Marxist, Chinese-sympathizing rat bastard. has nothing to do with God. It's not not the end of the world. That's for damn sure. If it is, believe me, I'll be telling you. Stephen, Arlington Heights. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Wanted to get your thoughts about uh, the uh, situation over in the Netherlands with the farmers and the protesting and basically circling around, you know, the incompetent government overregulating and basically forcing uh, the supply to drop like crazy, kind of like what we've seen with the oil. So my comment is and theory 
it's obviously on purpose, you know, bleed the country dry of oil and food, kind of the two biggest things that you need. The question is, why? Is it to get all of us serfs even lower into serfdom, or is there something else going on? What do you think? Yes, my knee jerk. Uh, yes, you have to understand. I, I, and I have, um, I'm doing a, a thing with Dr. Jerome Corsi. Dr. Jerome Corsi has is, is, is got his last book coming out. I, I hope it's not his last book, but he's written 33 of them. This book is called The Truth About Energy and Climate Change. Okay, And you have to understand the people who were arguing with over should we be slaves to your predictions, to your fear-mongering, to your cultism, are people who start out from the premise of, I found the problem with everything, and it's humanity. So we need to regulate, we need to control, and we need to restrain. That is the ideology we're facing. And we are the real liberals. Are We are the people that say, no, no, no. Everybody has rights, and everybody has the right to pursue whatever it is they can, and property, and the rest of it. So you're you're, I, you're literally arguing with a I call it the Fourth Reich, and the similarities between the Third Reich and this this group of people is is uncanny. So well, I, do I think yeah. it's beyond them to poison the food supply, to burn the food uh, factories and warehouses, to poison water? No, they've identified the problem, and it's Stephen, it's me, it's Squirrel Hands, it's Honey Bunny. The problem is anybody specifically. Anybody who doesn't subscribe to their cultism, which is a religion. Right. And if you're yeah. not willing to bend knee to their fear-mongering, like religion, then you must be the target of their, of their vitriol. And in there lies the problem. So you're dealing with some evil son of a bitches. Sorry, you just I agree. Did I no, swear I agree, squirrel? Sean. You could say that, right? <laughs> Sean, one more thing, if I may, really quick. Go ahead. They tried it with COVID, you know, to get you to submit and just let them walk all over you. And all I have to say... Fool me once, you know how the saying goes. Thank yeah, you, Sean. Uh, thank you, Stephen. And I'll tell you another thing. I got some. Where's that that dimwit in diapers? I got something with him talking about the right of your body and all the rest of it when he wants the mother to be able to kill the kid. But you're all you you fired. How many tens of millions of people? Tens of millions you fired. You like countries leverage you. You extorted them. They don't have the right to their body. But any evil bastard that wants to kill their kid, they do. You loathsome scumbag. Not everybody's dumb enough to be a Democrat. I'll be back after this. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. Some idiot somehow has my phone number. I have no idea how. And he's a, he's a Biden voter. And this idiot texts me. Oh, you don't know about Catholics. So you're a Catholic and you voted for this baby murdering scum. That's why you're too fracking stupid to get the attention of anybody. Now shut up and go disappoint your wife, you scumbag. God, I can't stand people, especially Democrat morons or anybody that wants to sell that hullabaloo witchcraft and then pretend that they're smarter or more religious than everybody as they vote for the baby-murdering scum. That's how you know, stay away from me, scum. You know, let me close with this. The court and its allies are committed to moving America backwards with fewer rights, less autonomy, and politicians invading their most personal decisions. Wait, 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 aren't you the same 
wet sock, stupid son of a gun that's forcing people to put an experiment that you've been bribed to dictate from Mount High? Aren't you the one that fired and cost the livelihoods of tens of millions of Americans? Forced companies, leveraged them, threatened them to fire people who didn't bend will to your fraud vaccine. And aren't you the one that's running cover for your government that created the COVID-19? Aren't you? Isn't that you? Or I know you've got this dementia thing going. Do you think you're somebody else now? You know, let me close with this. The court and its allies are committed to moving America backwards with fewer rights, less autonomy, and politicians invading their most personal decisions. Remember the reason of the decision has an impact much beyond Roe and the right to privacy generally. Marriage equality, contraception. Marriage equality, marriage equality, marriage equality. I don't file married. Nope, don't. I don't believe in the benefit. Why does the government get involved in the American citizen's marriage? Why? Some religious lobby? Some scandal? Here, here's your idea. The government has no business in relationships of America. Americans. None. Zero. Two guys want to marry each other. Two girls. I don't give a rip. Why in the world would the government give any kind of special benefits? See, that's how they turn you into a slave. They pretend they like you. Oh, we like you. Oh, you guys are married? Oh, okay. You get a little break here and we get a little benefit there. Why? That's not how this is supposed to work. None of it. So before you know it, you're thinking you're abuser. Nobody gives a rip who marries who. Nobody. And as far as the religious people that do, tell them to clean their own house. Stop making millionaires out of Boy Scouts. And so much more is at risk. This decision affects everyone. Unrelated to choice. Beyond choice. We- they hide. Hide behind the words choice and abortion. You're killing the most defenseless human beings in existence. The ones who can't defend themselves who scream and no one hears. That's what you do. And you hide behind words and you have your cohorts of evil, selfish, rat bastard people. That's what they are. So stop hiding behind words and stop pretending you're doing anything good for anybody that didn't bribe you. What you really are upset about is your money laundering scheme with an organization of murderers called Planned Parenthood. Looks like it's got a little hiccup. Little hiccup in the giddy-up. What are you giving, a billion dollars there? How much goes into the coffers of your Democrat scum political whores? $300 million, $400 million? Does it work like our foreign policy? How exactly does it work? But don't you sell that there's anything safe or there's anything humane or there's anything other than the murder of the most helpless, helpless humans in existence. A DNA procedure is a blind abortion, so picture yourself introducing this and grabbing anything you can blindly and pull, and I do mean hard, and out pops a leg about that big, which you put down on the table next to you. Reach in again, pull again, pull out an arm about the same length, which you put down on the table next to you, and use this instrument again and again to tear out the spine, the intestines, the heart and lungs. Head in the baby that size is about the size of a large plum. can't see it, but you have a pretty good idea you've got it if you've got your instrument around something and your fingers are spread about as far as they go. You know you did it right if you crush down on the instrument and white material runs out of the cervix. That was the baby's brains. Then you could pull out skull pieces. And you have a day like I had a lot of times, sometimes a little face comes back and stares back at you. Yeah, is that hard to listen to? Good. It should be, because that's what your president just did today. Baby murders unite, and he thinks he's going to get reelected. 
because he's going to rally women who want to kill their baby and not be told the truth about it. I don't tell you a lie. The truth is ugly. And I don't just mean like a Democrat woman in Chicago. That's the truth. That's what it looks like. That's what the president and the Democrats stand for. Baby murder. I'll be back. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I have an absolutely wonderful guest. I've had him on before. And before I intro him or go to him, we have to save one of our listeners. He'll understand. Lemo, Chris, what is going on, kid? Oh, Sean, you know I love you, brother. But I'm down here in Chicago driving. I got the windows open. I'm blasting your show and uh-huh. down here in Chicago. And I'm getting all these dirty looks. These people are giving me a finger, Sean. They're good. You're driving them crazy. First of all, you're in peril anyway. You're driving through Chicago. But what you represent now is yeah. like a Pied Piper to the handful of good Chicagoans that are trapped by that freak Lori Lightfoot. So they'll be following yeah. you if they don't actually jump in your car. And as far as the detractors, they're probably saying number one. So let's always look at things in a positive life like Lemo Chris. And I told you before, get bulletproof windows. You're in Chicago, yeah, for work. God's sakes. Now we have to go to our guest, Donald Kendall, who is the Heartlands in the Tank podcast and Stopping Socialism, Socialism TV host. He is also a research fellow at Heartlands Socialism Research Center. Donald Kendall, thank you for holding on while I saved one of our listeners. Oh, yeah, no problem. I'm going to be in a similar situation driving out to the suburbs here pretty soon, so I understand. Be careful. Be careful. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> one of the greatest and most obvious, most obvious bureaucratic weapons against American capitalism and American private business is the new Gestapo of the eco-Nazi, the ESG, the Environmental Corporate or environmental, social, corporate governance, blah, 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 blah. I want to know if the people who had it up, are they actually wearing Hugo Boss wide-labeled six-button suits, or did they downgrade from the Third Reich? Yeah, you know, they, you, uh, the way that you kind of phrase that with uh, the acronym and all the things that it's supposed to stand for, that is totally uh, their intention. They want this type of thing to seem like jargon and to fly under the radar. They want people like you and me to not pay attention to this because it's just some type of financing term, something to do with investments, whatever. But in reality, this is a powerhouse, a system that's designed to be basically the biggest cronyist system that's ever been constructed to completely manipulate the economy and society by extension so that these top-down rulers, these wannabe central planners, can pick the winners and losers and make some money while doing it. There's another diabolical plot. In order to sit on the board of a company in this country, the government doesn't order or command or force companies to take board members at the threat of intimidation by the federal government. That is unconstitutional. Why in the world have these companies bended knee to an obvious move that socialist countries, Marxist countries, communist countries, 
wouldn't do so brazenly. How in the world is this even constitutional? That you're going to put on some bureaucrat the government says on the board to make decisions. So they don't have to buy a stock. They don't have to be a contributor. They don't even have to believe in the company. They're there as obstructionists and to, and to subvert the mission of that company. Yeah, no, it's uh, the parallels to like the the, the Communist Party in China uh, can't be ignored here. Where in in there, when they have a a business, they have a firm going on in China, they have to have a Communist Party member on the board to make sure that they're doing all the things on the up and up in terms of their you know their communist worldview. This it's a similar thing. Now all of these major companies that are signed on to all of this ESG garbage, they have ESG compliance officers that are essentially doing the same thing that the Communist Party representative is doing in China. So yeah, you can make those comparisons all day long and not lose a shred of credibility. <laughs> now, Donald, you are um, you're the host of the Heartland in the Tank podcast. You are the host of Stopping Socialism TV. I have a plan. And I don't have a platform. I have a wonderful platform, but I don't have the big platform you do. You know, you got the lipstick and the powder on your face and whatnot. Here's the deal. (laughs) It doesn't matter if the other board members want to circumvent the rules of property rights. What matters is if the shareholders are silent. As a shareholder, as shareholders in these companies, as people who have their retirement tied up in these companies, the people can take this to the Supreme Court, and now is the time to do it. Because this entire government and the bureaucracies of intimidation, of socialism, of Marxism, and the rest of it is unconstitutional. When in the world are Republicans going to sack up and do something about it? Yeah, no, that, that's, that's the power of you getting this message out there to as many people as possible. Because like I said, this was, this was something that they've tried to fly under the radar. This has been going on for a while. They've been building the infrastructure for years, decades even. And now, because of the work that we've been doing here, trying to expose this as much as possible, it is now entering the public lexicon where you and I and conservatives like us uh, know what this is, know what the threat of it is, and are going to our policymakers, whether on a state level or a national level, and saying, we don't want this. You have to do something about it. And we are now starting to see that groundswell happen. And it's, it's a, it's a, we have a big, powerful enemy to fight down, but when we have the groundswell behind us, we can, uh, you know, we can really make some changes. It's only fun fighting when the guy who uh, you're fighting is supposed to win, as far as I'm concerned. But the other, thing that, <laughs> to, the other thing to keep in mind here is that what the baton, the weapon, the crowbar that they use against us, is one that they've made up, one that they've frauded. The scheme and their conclusions are based on fraudulent data. There are tens of thousands of scientists around the world that combat the premises of their witchcraft. We need to take it on from the point of you're cooking the numbers, you frauds. CO2 is not only not bad for the earth, number one, it's good. But in your own data, you leave off the largest contributor, which is water vapor. You leave it off because you can't quantify it, yet you could borrow to use the baton as a weapon against corporations and people and their life and their prosperity. And the idea that some court allowed them to use CO2 as a pollutant I want to rip it out. It's unconstitutional. Let's codify the freedom of CO2 the way these baby murdering scum want to codify the right for their mothers to kill their babies. Every level of this climate change narrative is flawed uh, completely. From what you were just saying there, we, uh, here at the Heartland Institute, we just released a report called Corrupted Climate Stations, which is talking about the actual 
surface stations that are supposed to monitor the weather and how like 90% of them are, are uh, next to concrete or some type of uh, air vent that unnaturally heats up that sensor more than, than uh, what it's supposed to. So like that, and then the solutions even, when we're talking about wind and solar, wind and solar are the worst forms of energy, the most inefficient, most expensive ways to gen- generate energy. And, and the it, most corrupt. Every level of the scheme is, is, is flawed. You just and have the, to be there and look at it and, and read up on it to find out how flawed it really is. They are corrupted. Those two industries, the one that the government, and three really, the electric cars as well, the one that the government is extorting and coercing the people to partake in. They've been subsidized for decades. They are riddled with political apparatchiks and a money laundering scheme. And the science that they promote, they lie to the people. Solar is the greatest scam in real estate. And everybody with an IQ over 60 knows it. Wind doesn't break even till it breaks down. This is something that we need to sue the Durbin out of these rat bastards. Now, come on. Can I get yeah. something from the Heartland Institute? What are you people doing over there? We have to stop calling it renewable energy. Like One of the things that I get really upset with our side on is that we use their terminology. These things are not renewable energy. Yes, the wind is always going to blow, and yes, the sun is always going to shine. But the things that we use to collect that wind and collect that sun are not renewable. They use rare earth materials that we're on the hook for when we go to China to ask for them to drill it up out of the ground. They use all of the solar panels and all that are not recyclable. After 20 years, they fizzle out, and we have to do something with them. And because they're, they're built with lead and cadmium, they're not recyclable. You can't just throw them in a landfill. So the environmental costs of these things aren't taken into account. I, I refuse to call these things renewable energies. They're not. They're unreliable energies. And the, the, the hope, Donald, is this. There is, on, the, on, their, on their, what is considered to be the far left, the communist, whatever you want to call them, there's a big fat slob, Michael Moore who has been uh, kicking out documentaries for decades. He got very mm-hmm. rich the whole time practicing socialism somehow, which I find funny. However, he, he released a, a uh, documentary, Planet of the Humans, where he Correct. investigates from the left and shows the scandal and, 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 and true fraud in everything from biomass to the destruction of the earth in search of lithium and the rest of it. I think we have more friends in this fight than we think we have. What we need is to attack it from a position of, I really don't give a rip what you call yourself. Do you want to be a pigeon? Because this gangster government and this fraud is making pigeons out of 95% of the people not in on the scam. This is only enriching 5%. And if you've been, I I, uh, had a perspective given to me by a a guy I knew. And uh, it's on the wind system. The subsidies. And the government money in it makes them very rich before anybody signs on. This has to be illegal. It really does, Donald. Does it not? I mean, why can't we sue for this information? Yeah, at, at this point now, again, they're building up this infrastructure with the ESG and all of that, where this becomes almost a self-fulfilling prophecy, where you've got these uh, these corporations, the principles for responsible investment, and uh, you know, governments around the world printing all types of money and funneling it in to these industries, these wind and solar with all the subsidies are picking the winners and losers. So it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy that if they're all, all these people that are signed on to all this ESG garbage and this agenda are all funneling all their money into these companies, of course it's going to go up. So it's just this massive cronyous system that's been developed now, and they're trying to pitch it as this alternative, this, 
this uh, environmentally conscious alternative to capitalism, when in reality, it's just the largest, croniest system ever devised by man. Donald, are Americans aware? Are our are, are, are think tanks, are, are uh, not communist organizations getting out the information of the European scandals and failures? Because they point to uh, very ticky-tack data when the reality is the vast majority of the countries, including um, the one state that is the greenest in this country, have something called blackouts and chaos as a result. And I point to Texas when people were freezing to death. Yeah, you know, it's um, they, they like to ignore certain stats and facts that don't fit their narrative. Like you brought up the Michael Moore documentary, The Planet of the Humans. When that were released and I watched it, I was blown away. I was like, if Michael Moore is on our side on this, the debate yeah. is over. But exactly. then what happens? They just delete it off of YouTube. They pretend it doesn't exist. The same thing goes when it, uh, we're talking about the unreliability of our energy systems because of our adherence to all this wind and solar nonsense. But that is going to start, the reality is going to be, get to a point where you can't ignore it. Uh, I was just looking at an article just recently uh, about Germany and their situation and how they're starting to have to dim the lights and uh, uh, ration certain energy uses. Other countries talking about only giving energy to uh, people that, that, that is essential, essential people that need it. So when this starts happening in mass, I cannot imagine people are going to be able to stick to the same narrative that wind and solar is somehow our future. It is absolutely not. Donald, I'm, I, I love what you do at the uh, Heartland Institute and uh, uh, in the Tank podcast and Sopping Socialism TV. So I'm going to let you in on a little something I got going that I think everybody needs to know. I have no financial interest, no tie to this man other than meeting him as a, as a guest on my show. I have read several of his books. However, I believe he's, he's written a game changer. His name is uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi, and he's got the truth about energy and climate change. This is a book that he has spent years working on. You know, he's an older man, and I'm helping him here on this show. What I do is I interview him a few days a week, a couple days a week, and we release a little bit of it, and then we do our hour podcast. I want to introduce you to him because this has to get out to as many people as possible. I have no interest in it. I didn't help write the book or anything, but I do think this information is in direct combat of the misinformation, of the frauded data that the eco-Nazis and the Democrat mafia are shoving down the throats of the American people. Will you help me with this? I will absolutely. I'd be very glad to meet the man, and uh, I'll have him on my show even. See? Wonderful. And that's how you fix things. Because if we have Stopping Socialism TV, in the Tank podcast, and my little itty bitty show, which the people at uh, Salem and AM560 have been gracious enough to give me, we can put a dent in this mafia. Because one thing I learned, these aren't like the old real mobsters. These are butter-handed trust fund pansies. And there's not one of them that could give me a, a shellacking in the alley. So I want to take them on with the argument between our ears because they're liars and they're cheats and they're frauds. And they have the best representative and the face of corruption known as Joe Biden at the helm. I say we take them on. Yeah, I'll walk arm in arm with you, sir. See that? His name is Donald Kendall. Thank you so much. And uh, Honey Bunny's going to be, we're going to be emailing you because we have to combat this. I appreciate you coming on, brother. All right. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest of the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Stop repeating the lies of the mafia. 
They are wrong. The data is fraud. I'm not just talking about the job numbers today. I'm talking about the greatest scheme they have cooking. The false lies of climate change. It's climate gate. And it's a scandal and a fraud. And there's just as many people, just as many scientists who know it is. Don't back down from that argument. Don't be intimidated. They can't get six hours right. You think they're going to get five years, five months? They can't get five days right. And uh, there's almost more scientific consensus on the other side, where 19,000 scientists signed a petition That's 20 years the ago. Kyoto Protocol, where 400-plus scientists spoke out as skeptics on global warming in 2007, where uh, at least four dozen TV meteorologists have spoken out against global warming. Uh, this is there's, there's no consensus, and to try to shut off the bait, debate is a, a political strategy. One of the great things about science is the debate that takes place, and the debate should never. This isn't about science, you great John Coleman. May you rest in peace. This is about a money laundering scheme, but it does explain why all their Irish gangster union meatheads are in the bureaucracy of Joe Biden, like this scumbag Marty Walsh, ex-mafia, labor mafia, union extortion boss. 14% increase, one point, you want an extra $1.7 billion. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, explain to me why the American people would be better off giving you $1.7 billion than taking that $1.7 billion and spending it on infrastructure. You know what he's the head of, right? The Department of Labor. They made a union mafia thug the head of the Department of Labor. He wants another $1.7 billion. What do you want that for there, meathead? For to offset the inflation of your free lunches, fatso? I did a little math, and for $1.7 billion, we can can resurface a four-lane highway from Washington to Denver. So why are, we, why are the American people better off giving you more money than putting it on infrastructure? Well, th- thank you very much, Senator, and thank you for the question. Um, it's a great question, uh, and, and I think the way I would think about it is... You can't think about it, you Irish gangster. You just want the money because you're a corrupt piece of dung. How do you say that at a congressional meeting? I guess you did when you said union boss. Steve in northwest Indiana... Hey, Sean, I love your passion, and rightly so. Uh, we're, we're being attacked by these guys. Hey, I found something a few years ago, and I've, uh, uh, I'd like to pass this on. Uh, it, it goes right in the heart of what you're talking about uh, with the John Locke Foundation archives. Mm-hmm. Sean, I don't know how old you are, but we grew up in the 1970s. Our schools began to make us write poetry about pollution. They were starting to socially engineer people. And uh, we kept hearing there's an impending ice age coming. Sure. You've seen it in the news. You've seen it in I'm newspapers. I'm that old. I had my moon boots. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to swap accessories sometime. <laughs> Anyways, um, this is, uh, if you go to John Locke Foundation, Dr. Roy Cordato, uh, and, and, and if someone wants to write this down, they can look it up. I'm writing he made this. He made this so easy for people. You can actually click on the actual articles. They ran the same propaganda back in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, John, here it is. John the Locke Third Foundation Reich ran it. Ar- the, uh, it's John Locke Foundation Archives, Coming Ice Age, by Dr. Roy Cordato. 
Yeah. And there's even uh, remember how that you know how they use uh, celebrities. Doctor uh, Doctor Spock is on here. Uh, Leonard Nimoy's got a documentary on on this. You can watch and listen to. Live long and prosper. Um, I love this. All right, Steve. And it's a, it's, uh, it's it's rinse and repeat with just nuance and new uniforms. This is the same fascism. This is the same totalitarianism. The same Soviet propaganda. This is what it is. And the only difference rinse. is the numbers are a massive, Steve. They're huge. They're in the trillions. And Democrat morons that are dumb enough to believe that this political whore is a man, they'll believe virtually anything. All they want is free cheese. That's all it's about. And I'm sick and tired of it. So when you call it passion, it's disgust, Steve. Because I am not a roach. I don't want anything for nothing. Nothing. I don't want this government to give me a damn thing. But that also means I don't want you to take something in the name of a lie. Everything that comes out of your pie hole is a lie. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the call, Steve. I'm sorry I went long with you. I'll be back. Take the rest of you. Uh, Rich and Indian Park will be first. Steve knows I didn't hang up on him, right, Squirrel? Sure he does. We'll be back. Illogical. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Well, try to calm me down with the music I like. I see what you're doing, Squirrel, you sneaky son of a gun. Not gonna work. I always get irritated when these feeble fascist scum try to lie to the American people and destroy the quality of life they're in. I pay attention. I see the scam. And I realize the only place there is no recession, there is no downturn of life, is that Caligula for nerds called Washington, D.C., where if you're backup, you really want a backup plan? Go sell dope and hookers in Washington, D.C. You're going to do real well there with those scumbags that pretend to be leaders or representatives. Rich, Indian Head Park. Oh, Sean, another great week in America, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, we're going to win. I'm but, not going to give up. We're going to hold the line, baby. Hold the line. I, I agree. Right. I agree. Um, with the way things are going in the country today, the high gas prices, the high food prices, the interest rates going up, and the overall inflation, do you actually think, do these ones in Washington actually think people are sitting at home thinking about climate change? Yes. How ridiculous they, can they be? They got three things. They got three things and three things only. That they're going to run on. The right for the mother to kill her baby and not be charged with murder. Abortion. Gun control, which they're too stupid to figure out that their toothpaste is out of the tube. And illegal criminals don't give a rip about your gun laws. All you're doing is making more victims. So they want to feel like they're accomplishing something. So they try to pretend that now everybody's an equal victim. The idiots that they are. And then they've got the green agenda, or as it's more formally known, eco-Nazism. That's what they have. They got those three things, and they need to create some sort of buzz so that when they steal the election through the lack of voter integrity, people are aggravated, but they say, oh, what are you going to do? We lost again. And that's how you buy this position we're in today. They have no fact of success unless you realize what their version of success is. Their version of success is your servitude. That's why they don't give a rip about the ghettos they've been in control of for 100 years like Chicago. That to them is success because they're in control of all of the power, all of the money, all of the success. And they can ramp up that vitriol to get key supporters and then they could bribe off the rest with welfare. And before you know it, you're thanking your abuser. Oh, thank you, corrupt one. And that's the only reason that Lightfoot is able to sit in her tiny little chair in her man costume. 
Because if people realized what she was, they'd rip her out by that receding hairline she's shaving into her skull. Isn't that right, little Lori? If you The toxicity in our public discourse is a thing that I think we should all be concerned about, right? And it's ironic, obviously, that we're having this conversation and what happened on Independence Day. And these same willing slaves that vote Democrat don't even realize how they're being played. They have no idea. When 93 people are shot from the July 1st on a Friday to July 5th on a Tuesday, what they say is, isn't it a tragedy? And it is. What happened in Highland Park? Because they're used to the chaos. They're used to the gang control, to the ghetto control. They're used to it. And she's going to win again or some other idiot that shares her philosophies. Bob in Buffalo Grove. Uh, good afternoon, um, Sean. Uh, thanks for taking my call. And I want to congratulate you on having the um, gentleman, Don, from um, Heartland to talk about climate change. Oh, thank you. I'm in contact with the Heartland. I actually live uh, only a couple of uh, blocks away from their headquarters in Arlington Heights, and I weekly uh, listen to their podcast that they have on Thursdays. Um, they provide they a very invaluable service. It's wonderful what they oh, do, I, and they're putting up a fight in, in the hub of it. I just don't know why yeah, they're not on You know, either Fox, Newsmax, Forget CNN and the, the fake news media, but I wish there was more uh, publicity of what they're doing. A couple of issues. Um, our genius president said we're going to work it out, meaning we're going to get rid of um, uh, fossil fuel. Yeah. Uh, I just wonder how he's planning on doing that. And Are we going to go to an all-electric military, meaning we're going to have electric tanks? I hope so. Maybe they'll stop. They'll stop the atrocities that they're committing in the in the payoff scheme to the Democrat mafia, and the mass and destruction. I mean, how many people did Joe Biden and, and Barack Obama kill? Ninety percent of the drone strikes were innocent people. Yet, where's all the charges? The, he supported Madeleine Albright and the five hundred thousand Iraqi citizens. He was right in there, just like he was uh, George Bush's son. So, I mean, I you know, the, the greatest thing in the in the world, as far as I'm concerned, is that our foreign. Uh, uh, atrocities that are committed in the name of what I don't know, other than incompetence and and manipulation. So I'm not one of these guys. I don't want our military to go overseas and kick everybody's ass. I'd rather have a dialogue and try not to kill people that are innocent. I don't mind killing this, the rat bastards that are guilty, like this kid who shot all those people in Highland Park. I'll rip his spine out myself. But I don't like the idea that we use brave men, soldiers, patriots as cannon fodder to pay off bribes of these political whores and their pimps. That's how I feel about that. See, Bob? So uh, I don't know. You know, what's safer, to, to, to neuter the military or so that, uh, what's that other guy's, Austin, uh, 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 what's his name? Lloyd Austin can pay off his Raytheon brokerage. You know, don't forget, I... we're the ones that are arming the Azov Battalion, formerly known as Nazis. And we're the good guys? I think not. Thank you very much, Bob. I love the call. You know, I appreciate it. I don't buy the fraud, though. I just don't. Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine. According to the U.S. government, these biolabs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens, 
Ukraine is in an active war zone with widespread bombing, artillery and shelling. And these facilities, even in the best of circumstances, could easily be compromised and released. These- so they got 60 billion in what weapons? Oh, they got a lot of money, too. Who was invested in the Ukrainian economy? Right back to the old guy, Georgie Soros. He seems to be in all the right places at the right times. With journalists like ourselves, think tankers, other uh, parts of their influence campaign. But just in the lead up to the war, there were 10,000 such contacts of foreign lobbyists trying to influence how the U.S. thinks about the Ukraine war. And as I say, you know, maybe that's okay. It's totally legal. The FARA, the Foreign Agent Registration Act, doesn't limit speech. But I think we all want a lot of transparency over the information, the articles, and and all of the the journalism we're consuming. No, no, no. We don't all want it. Langley doesn't want it. Where where, uh, uh, Joe Biden was kissing their ass. I think the CIA was 75 today. And what is Joe Biden? 79? We could have done without either one of these rat bastards. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Great song. Squirrel. Best in the business. No, bar none. You ever take a few days off like you did a couple weeks ago, I'm going to break your thumb. Now here's the uh, time of the show it is. Let's play Sean Was Right Again. I like that part of the game. I'd like to play it more with my wife. You don't want to know how it ends. However, I was right when it came to Twitter. Elon Musk isn't buying Jack. He wanted to prove that they're full of fraud, like every other Democrat apparatchik. Complete and utter fraud. All you got to do is get him under contract. Now you do a little disclosure. And what does it show up? That Twitter is a government propaganda fraud operation. Now to breaking news, and Elon Musk's bid to buy Twitter is on the verge of a collapse. The Tesla CEO sent a letter to Twitter's board saying he's pulling his $44 billion bid. Musk had previously threatened to pull the deal after he accused the company of refusing to turn over information about the number of spam bot accounts on Twitter. Reports say it's not clear whether Twitter's board will accept the $1 billion breakup fee or take Musk to court. Uh, At this point, so far, the board has not issued a comment. I got the comment for you. It was a scam organization with fraud users and fraud bots that were cheering propaganda from the mafia. That's the fact. We're not wrong on any of this. Not any of it. In particularly, the fraud that sits in the Oval Office, soiling the Royal or the Oval Office chair. What I do in picking up the balance when he was with me, that's illegal. I could go to jail. So I, I'm a little apprehensive to tell somebody what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? And again, once he works with me once, he's going to say she's... I, I guess Trump was right. <laughs> I'm sorry. About doing illegal? I'm sorry? About doing stuff in the Yeah. <laughs> they all said he was full of Oh, hell no, he's not. It's true. Because you're not supposed to do that. If I have a bunch of them, mm-hmm. I'll take 20 here, 30 here, 40 here. Oh, and mix it up, not the same post office. Of course not. Yeah. How many ballots do you think that you can do that with? I've already done 
probably like 1800 And that's just one fat slob Democrat apparatchik getting bribed to fraud the vote. And what's the media have for you? Oh, the January 6th. And they got Liz Cheney ruining her pantsuit. And this other moron from Illinois, Adam Kinzinger. And that's all they got to spew the nonsense. This entire January 6th committee, right? Um, you know, again, as a lawyer, if you ask any lawyer, they will tell you that you that's can Greenwald. essentially, if you're the only side that's present, if you don't, there's no adversarial component to the process. If you don't have someone cross-examining your witnesses, questioning what it is you're saying, examining the evidence, presenting other evidence, pointing out the deficiencies in your claims, you can basically convince a jury of anything. If you're like yeah, the you're only looking one good who, for the there. Now, you can blame whoever you want. You know, uh, Kevin McCarthy nominated five members to serve on the committee. Nancy Pelosi rejected two of them. Unprecedented for uh, Speaker of the House to reject the appointment by the House Minority Leader, the people he wanted on the committee. Um, you can blame her. You can blame Kevin McCarthy for then not filling those two spots and pulling out all the Republicans. But whatever else is true, this is a committee that has zero dissent. Obviously, they have Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, but for purposes of this proceeding, they're completely Democrats. They have zero divergence at all. That's Glenn Greenwald, formerly of the hard left. Everybody sees what a fraud this government is. Even the never Trumpers are starting to come around. Tom and Deer Park. Hey, Sean, a slow news week with nothing to talk about again. Uh, it, being freewheeling Friday, I wonder your thoughts. Uh, Biden steps down. Open Democratic primary. Uh-huh. Governor Pritzker wins, wins uh-huh. the election. Uh, what do you think the chances of him installing Cardinal Supich as the Archbishop of D.C. or simply inserting him as Pope? What, what do you put the chances of that in? I think the Catholics, for the vast majority of them, voted for this baby-murdering scum by the name of Joe Biden. They'll pretty much buy anything. I really don't give a rip who they put that funny hat on and those stupid shoes. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. very fond of a handful of organizations that are consistent putting up a fight against the destruction of America by the Marxist Democrat Mafia. Heritage Foundation is one of those places. Simon Hankinson is a senior research fellow at the Heritage Foundation focusing on border security and immigration. Dropped an article I had to get him on. I love the name of it. Biden's twin dumpster fires, raging inflation, and open borders. Simon, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm fine, Sean. Thanks for having me on the show. I have to tell you, I really enjoy this um, because it focuses on things that uh, are really runaway. And the immigration instance, you know, in in Illinois, the flow of heroin, the flow of uh, fentanyl, the fact that this has become a problem that Americans are just accepting drives me insane. We're losing children who think they're buying gummies, and the gummies are laced with fentanyl. The Sinaloa cartel and the gangster disciples are destroying and have ruined Chicago, Cook County, and Illinois in general. And this is a problem every state has. And uh, what exactly are these idiots who pretend to be leaders and are supposed to be representatives, what are they going to do? 
Well, judging by what we've seen so far, not a whole lot. Um, as I said in the article, that the strategy seems to be to let as many people in as possible and hope nobody notices. Um, you were talking about fentanyl. The, the city of Chicago, I was looking it up, had 2,000 deaths from opioids in, in 2021. And it looks like more coming this year compared to only 650 just a few years ago in 2015. And a lot of that is fentanyl. The, the Drug Enforcement Agency says it's coming over the border. It's manufactured a lot of the times in China. Um, and it's coming straight over the border because the, the people who are supposed to be guarding it are too busy helping uh, people across the border and paroling them into the interior. And this is something that's affecting families of all incomes. This is not uh, a, a convenient ghetto problem, as so much of the past drug use in this country has always been focused on. This is something that's killing suburban kids who have rich fathers, connected fathers, work for all kinds of agencies, in some cases the government. This is something that is affecting enough people where shouldn't it be getting a little bit more attention than a blurb and something you have to look up uh, and, and, and focus on how many pages of Google before you can get the answer? Shouldn't this be on the nightly news instead of January 6th? Well, I, yeah, I, I, I call the, the Washington Post the January 6th Times because that's all you see on the front page. Um, I don't honestly understand why this isn't a bigger issue. Maybe fentanyl is just uh, it's a drug people haven't heard of, but it's incredibly dangerous in really, really small amounts. Uh, the, the governor of Texas and his Operation Lone Star um, has interdicted apparently 342 million lethal doses of fentanyl at the Texas border. That's enough to kill every single living human being in the United States. That's how dangerous this drug is in, in relatively small amounts. And in fact, from the podium today, um, as I call her sideshow, Bob KJP, I'm not going to give her the benefit of uh, repeating her French name. What this uh, buffoon said is that states should mind their own business and they shouldn't implement this kind of law. But the fact of the matter is there are some states that are run properly, that are really putting a dent in this kind of uh, supply chain, which seems to be uh, void of any problems as opposed to the rest of the supply chains in this country. I think that um, you're seeing reactions by Texas here in Florida, because uh, I broadcast from Florida, I go back and forth. In Florida, there is a task force that has been specially set up to strictly focus on illegal immigrants bringing in fentanyl. And weekly, there is a major bust. Yet these Democrat stronghold states, regardless of whose kid they kill, um, there's not really pushback. In fact, we still have something called sanctuary states. And isn't that something that may be attributed to starting the whole problem? Well, I mean, I think sanctuary states are, are an abomination. I mean, I, I assume they come from a, a humanitarian motive, but the, the net result is that they, they entice people to break the law. Um, we, we have 50 states. We're united in one country, and we need to join together to enforce our federal laws. You can't have a city or a state say, you know, we want to have the drinking age be 14 or the, the, the you know, speed limit be 110. There's some things that we have to do as a country. Um, I totally agree with you. I think Governor DeSantis um, is doing great work down in Florida. Uh, Governor Abbott, uh, he, I heard him interviewed yesterday, said that the president has essentially abandoned the border states, and he thinks it's reprehensible, and I agree. So, and the, also, the other, the other side of that coin is you can't have a solution if you have the Democrat states making it easy, making uh, it welcome, calling themselves sanctuary states. So the reality is this is just going to get worse before it gets better. And um, if I'm not mistaken, we have, what, 890 days of this moron in office? So we've got that much of a problem, do we not? I haven't counted the days, um, but I honestly don't see any 
real hope of it getting better uh, until they feel that they have a duty to enforce the law. Um, I mean, just take one example, the, the, the abuse of the parole authority. I think they paroled 107,000 people last year. Um, and Tom Homan, my, my colleague over at Heritage, was saying in his time it was four. You know, that's supposed to be, uh, you, know, you know, a kid needs a kidney transplant, and there's a long story. For whatever reason, they can't get a visa or any other way to get in. Um, that, that's a, a one-off in extremely rare cases. And this administration is using it as a, as a blanket authority to let in just unprecedented numbers of people. And now when you couple that with the other part of your article, the inflation that is is crushing the quality of life of the working ordinary man in America. I don't care what you consider yourself to be in this class structure that we don't really have, but we adopt. This is something that is bringing down the quality of life of all people unless they are uber rich. Um, is it an accident when you really take a look at the totality of the of what Biden, what we refer to as failures, uh, how can this be an accident? How can this many things go wrong? Well, it, it is an extraordinary record. I think he's going to go down to the history books as having uh, you know, the most things sort of fall apart on his watch. Uh, but the inflation problem isn't one that snuck up on us. I mean, we, uh, I was looking some figures up today. We have a national debt of about $30 trillion, and it took us 220 years to get halfway there, about $14 trillion. And it's only taken us 10 years to double it, and a lot of that was in the past five yeah. Since March of 2020, we've added $5 trillion to the debt. That's $43,000 for every single U.S. family. And instead of, uh, of turning off the taps, you know, one of my colleagues referred to that is throwing Celine on the fire, where, where uh, this administration is trying to pass yet another $2 trillion Build Back Better, whatever it's called now, infrastructure plan on top of the $1.9 trillion rescue plan and the $1.2 trillion infrastructure package. So they don't seem to understand the relationship between too much money and inflation. So nearly, what, $19 trillion ago, the Tea Party came up after Barack Obama won. I think the, the debt at that time was $9 trillion um, when he took over. The Tea Party came up, and uh, in Illinois we had morons pretend to be representatives of the Tea Party. They were going to go to Washington. They were going to fix things and rip out Obamacare. The fact of the matter is these idiots did nothing. There's only but a handful of representatives. Do you have optimism and faith that there will be some sort of a uh, midterm change the way there was under the Obama administration and uh, there will be better representatives? Or do you think there'll be some weak version of the Tea Party? And when you and I are much older, much less attractive, the debt will be $60 trillion. Well, I, I have to be an optimist. I have kids. Um, I, I want to see the future be better than the present. So I, I force myself to be optimistic. Um, I I believe that there's a national mood now, a national understanding of just how bad things have gotten. Um, I hope that in the midterms we see people voted in and retained in Congress who understand the problem, the scale of it, the scope of it, and are willing to do the hard work of legislating to get some things passed, or at the very least tee them up for the next administration if this president won't sign them, so that we can begin tackling some of these generational problems. Because I would hate to bequeath um, a 60 I see the optimism not coming from the duopoly of the corrupt corporatist party system we have. I have no faith in the inner workings of the Republican uh, syndicate versus the Democrat syndicate. I've realized years ago they share the same banker. But I do think there is optimism when you look at the people who consider themselves to be left 
yet see the very problem that I do, and, we, and I, and I want to say we, um, that we do in the insider scandal of uh, insider trading that enriches so many different Congress people and their staff and this money laundering fraud of our foreign policy. And if we can articulate this, I think we have a better chance of beating it with, ironically, not Republicans who support the corporatists, but with those people who formerly called themselves left who are disgusted with the same boondoggles that we are. Do you think that's where the optimism lies or will it come from this two-party duopoly? Well, I'd like to remember, I, I studied history and I taught it for a while, that the, the two-party system we have now, uh, the, the names may have remained to some extent, but the, the polls and, and the opinions change. So I think we're kind of stuck with this two-party system. We're not Italy with you know, a bunch of competing parties that form coalitions and you know, fall apart every, every couple of years or six months in some cases. Uh, we, we have to make the best with what we have. Um, and I believe that the just because we've been doing something the wrong way for you know 50 years, a couple generations, doesn't mean that we can't see the light and fix it. I like it. When you um, see that Arizona is being sued, among other states that are trying to implement voter integrity laws, voter ID laws, and the rest of it, they're being sued by the Democrat mafia in charge, the Biden administration. And um, you see that even people that are maybe old-fashioned call themselves and still pretend they're something like a, a Kennedy Democrat. When you see them say, wait a minute, obviously, why would you want to do this? Does that tie into why um, the Biden administration doesn't want to do anything and even mention the border? I, I think this is the most ideological administration that I've ever seen. I'm, I'm 53 and I've worked uh, in the government for, I think it's now two Democratic and, and three Republican presidents. Um, and I think that they're, the blinders from ideology are so thick that sometimes they, they can't even see what's right in front of them. Voter integrity is a, is a great example. There, there may be some uh, uh, voter registration, voter uh, changes to the system in, in some states that could be suspect or could be targeted at one group or another. But uh, most of what I've seen is perfectly common sense ways in which normal countries make sure that only people who are allowed to vote, vote, that they have an ID, that they're citizens. You know, these are these are very ordinary things that you see all over the world. I've been in Africa you know, for 10 years, and I've seen elections in countries that are much less organized than the United States. And they would insist on people being registered. So I, I think ideology is what's getting in their way. So you've, uh, you've gone through the, your legacy of how long you've been focused on this, and uh, KJP, the, uh, the spokesperson for the Biden administration, was, act, was asked a question uh, in the face of what our reality is. Where do you see a victory? And she regurgitated the fraud of the economic numbers. Do you, can you point to one thing where you see there's a success by our definition in the Biden administration? Did they accidentally get something right? Wow, you put me in a tough spot um, because nothing you know, jumps out at me. There's probably something on the foreign policy front that's uh, escaping me for the time being. But I've, I've been so focused on the immigration issue that, frankly, there I see absolutely nothing yeah. but failure to, to act. I think I can help you. When Barack Obama was in charge, we had nine hotspots, even though Joe Biden sent 700 troops to Somalia and we don't know what's going on in Ukraine. I think he's only up to six. So there is a little bit. Let's let, and I like to end the interview on an optimistic tone. So let's do he's not uh, killing as many innocent people as Barack Obama did when he was vice president. So see, we can agree on that. And now I want to invite you because I have a cigar store 
in which one of your colleagues joined me, E.J. Anthony, stopped by my cigar store when I was in Chicago, which is not that often. When you are in Chicago and I am there, I'm giving you the same deal I gave him. The first cigar is free. I do charge double on the second. There's a three-cigar cigar purchase minimum. So are you interested in that, Simon? Uh, it, it sounds like a plan. Thank you so much for everything you do and the Heritage Foundation continues to do. I truly appreciate the warriors that are putting up the fight. Thank you so much, Simon Hankinson, for joining me. Thanks, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Man, oh man, I hate this kind of news. Pauly. Pauly's gone? The Grim Reaper whacked Pauly? James Kahn yesterday, Sonny? Now Pauly? Yet I look at the Senate. I look at Washington, D.C. It seems that these roaches never go away. They just get older. They keep wetting themselves, keep destroying my country. Oh, but you do. And you know, we're going into a weekend. And from what I gather from looking out of the window over Squirrel Hand's shoulder, it's going to be nice weather, which means it's going to be a high shoot total at the end of Sunday night. And the fentanyl, the deaths, all the parents that are nervous because their kids are going to go outside in the sewer where fentanyl and heroin are the only commodities that are inflation-proof due to the policies of the fat slob governor, these idiots who run Illinois. Idiots from the Senate, what is it called, the State House, and Mike Madigan's hand puppet who beats up the women, all the way to Lori Lightfoot with her phony male pattern baldness. And you wonder, what are you doing when it comes to the border? What are you doing? So we've got uh, somebody testifying today getting questioned, one of the Biden Fourth Reich apparatchiks by the name of Chris Magnus. Chris Magnus, good old Scottish name. He must have came from the Pansy Scots which are few. It's hard to find a pansy scat, but we found one. Chris Magnus, and we put him in the Fourth Reich, the Biden administration, and he was asked some simple questions about the incident. Remember with the Border Patrols when they were trying to round up the hundreds of thousands of illegals crossing the border, and they said they were whipping them. Whipping them? I don't think they were. Likewise, OPR investigators determined that the agents involved in the Del Rio activity were not carrying whips. The third area focused on the individual actions of the agents. Despite initial appearances, after a careful review and analysis of videos, photos, and eyewitness accounts, this included an interview with a photographer on the scene and other members of the media, OPR found no evidence Border Patrol agents involved in this Incident struck any person with their reins intentionally or otherwise. Well, wait a minute. Where's all the apology from the mafia, from the Democrat apparatchiks? Where's all the congressmen and the senators who were calling for the punishment and the jailing of border patrols? Where is it? Let me check. ABC News, January 6th trial. CBS News, Capitol Assault. NBC News, hearing on Capitol Hill. Boy, oh boy. I wonder if they got lobbied like they are going to for the Ukrainian oligarch payoff i wonder if they were bribed taking the dinner or they're just in on the scam you think there's still democrats like there were in the 90s i don't think there are 
All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more, by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. Boy, oh boy, those Democrats are gone. And I don't just mean the ones that are molesting interns. I'm talking about ones with principles. And even then, it's not like Clinton had a lot of principles. Ronnie knew that. This fellow they've nominated claims he's the new Thomas Jefferson. Well, let me tell you something. I knew Thomas Jefferson. Think about this. I think at the time of winning, wasn't this dimwit wedding himself four years older than Reagan would have been? Or than Reagan was in the second term? I'm pretty sure he was. Look at how the standards have gone down. Look where the Democrats have gone down. Look at how normal it is to just accept the feelings. What's going to be the total in Chicago this week? And what do you want, kid? Squirrel hands. When the weather's nice like this, the under over is 40. I say over. You want under? Push. All right. Squirrel hands calls push. Margo and Burr Ridge. What's that cost the American or the Chicago Illinoisans? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. Well, I heard a couple of years ago it's five hundred and eighty six thousand dollars per shooting victim that lives, that survives. Because that's what it costs to treat them in the hospital. You're talking about recovery and everything else. Yeah, the hospital hospital right. totals the average when I read it not that long ago mm-hmm. was like hundred and eighty six thousand. But that's just for that treatment that night. Your that your figure probably goes on with all the different rehabs and all the different things that go wrong because uh, I don't think too many of the the uh, uh, gangster disciples have Blue Cross Blue Shield cards in their pocket. I could be wrong. No, that's why we have to pay for them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we're paying for all that. Margot, uh, I have a clip from four Chicago public school students. When I tell you that these kids, they have to be between the ages of eleven and 15. These are four of them. This is last Saturday night. Four of them. And that's $28,000 per pretend student. So between the hospital costs and the phony education payoff to the teachers union, you're really catching a beating there in that sewer. Thank you, Margo, for the call. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. We will be back to take your calls. And yeah, should we do some sort of version of Friday Night Features? You want to lighten it up a little bit? All right. I've got so many clips, though. Should we, we got time for just any one of these uh, idiot clips? Where is where is the idiot? Right now, in all 50 states in the District of Columbia. What? Say it again. What was that? Right now, in all 50 states in the District of Columbia. <laughs> Who's dumber? Joe Biden or the morons that put him in? And I don't just mean the dead ones and the fake ones. Look at you moron idiots. You can't do anything wrong. What did, what did right he say? Now, in all 50 straights in the District of Columbia. 50 straights in the District of Columbia. You gotta be kidding. Impeach this stupid son of a dog. We'll be back. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. 
You got a James Conn at all. No, I, I see one of the callers has a movie I like, so. Misery. Great movie, James Conn. But how do you not go Godfather? You got to go a Godfather. Absolutely. And then you keep a theme. You got uh, Paulie from Sopranos. Watch the first season of Sopranos. Also, watch The Americans. Think about exactly where we are. Think about the decisions this mafia government's making, and you tell me we're not infiltrated. Of course we are. Now we're going to go to the lines. This is my Uncle Ralphie, North Burbs. Hey, son, how you doing? You're doing a fabulous job. Keep these rat bastards right in your right in your uh, hairs. Uh, you, you, got, hairs. you got it, buddy. Now, uh, this, you're really you're just getting better and better. You're getting meaner and meaner. I love it. <laughs> anyway, um, the, uh, the movie is the, the new one that just came out. The Terminal List, it's a really good movie. It, uh, it shows how the guys in government just grew us again as civilians. What's the name and of it? The, but it's called The, the, the uh, Terminal List. All right. It's about a, a, a Navy SEAL. Uh, I didn't see really it. It's a good movie. Yeah. Just came, well, it just came out like a July 1st. All right. The TV series, I'm sorry. The TV and what do you got for a documentary? Now, the one for the documentary is War Factories, The Secret of History of World War II. Sean, it explains exactly what you do. Every country in World War II, the government took over manufacturing. They left the United States alone, and we outbuilt those Nazi bastards. You couldn't believe it. I mean, they had us so outbuilt when that started, and we just kicked the you-know-what right. out of them. I love that. But I got a bone to pick with you. What do you mean I'm getting meaner? I was way meaner back in the 80s. You remember the trouble well, you yeah, got but, me out of. Yeah, but you're on radio now. <laughs> yeah, all right. But let's not. I was, I'm very it's consistent. It's on YouTube. Thank you very anyway, much. Anyway, you're doing a great job, and, and I and never, I never knew I'd be doing this 20 years after I knew you, but you're doing a great job. So. Yeah. Hey, come on. You were always getting me out of trouble. Uncle Ralphie, I love you, brother. Thank you. Timothy in his garage. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, listen, uh, James Kahn died. Um, we get, you got to watch The Thief. Phenomenal. Shot right downtown him, Chicago. Him and Willie Nelson. And yeah. I forget the, the chick. Yeah, they're up and down Western Avenue. Yeah, all the, the friggin' car dealers over there, yeah. the, the cronies. Yeah. Uh, they had the mafia right in on it. Yeah. And if all you, right? you know and what I, I want to tell movie? you. He slayed the mafia what? in that movie. I love that movie. He slayed the mafia in that movie, Timothy. Thank you very much, oh. brother, for the call. Duke of J, Hillside. Hey, uh, about the Cowboys with uh, the Duke. Oh God, I haven't seen that. You know what? My father-in-law. I mean, I love him. Every time I go to his house, he's got a he's got a John Wayne movie on. But I have not seen that movie in a million years. That's a great movie. Yeah, it's about, I found it at Half Price Books. I got it here with Chisholm. <laughs> ah, so you, everybody could use a little John Wayne. Are you kidding me? Especially when you're surrounded by these Democrats now. Their version of a tough guy is this moron with wet socks with his feeble fist shaking. He looks like he should be in a home right now, yeah, arguing over cinnamon or no cinnamon in his rice pudding. Duke of J, thank you very much. Phil, Gray's Lake. John, greatest James Conn movie ever, 1975, the original Rollerball. Oh, that Talks is about the corporatism. Oh, you've seen it? Oh, my God, are you kidding me? I love that movie. In fact, I saw oh, God. I figured you had when VH, remember VHS, we had beta. We couldn't afford the VHS. So we had to buy the cheaper beta machine. I saw it on a beta tape. That's how long ago. I mean, you know, and back then it was new technology. <laughs> oh, my God, we're going to go to we the video it, store. We, 
Yeah, I watched it in the theater in Denver, uh, what, 50 years ago now. So, yeah, great flick. I figured you were aware of it just on sure, that past sure, long. Sure. And then one other film I can recommend, I recommended to you previously, The Sorcerer with Roy Scheider. Did you ever check it out? The you know Sorcerer what? I looked for Roy it. Scheider. I looked for it on Prime, on Prime Video after you called in that time. I looked for it on Prime Video, mm-hmm. and I was going to get it when you could rent it for like three ninety nine. And then my daughter called, and I uh-huh. lost track of thought. So I for, forgive me, but I will take a look at it. <laughs> Check. You, you'll enjoy it. It's going right. very good. You know, right. if I remember correctly, Beta back then, they had the adult movies. I could have swore I saw Kamala Harris. It was either her or Gregory Hines. I get them confused all the time. You know, it's an easy mistake to make. Uh, Terry Rogers Park, what do you got? I don't have a movie, but I just want to say, movie. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's movie time. What do you mean you don't have a movie? All right, what do you got? Go ahead. Um, I, I I just want to say uh, all women all women need to do is be careful and and use your birth control options rather than burden the taxpayer with with all these sinful abortions. Uh, uh, God's going to punish these protesters and politicians for pr- promoting baby killings. Yeah. All right, Terry. It wasn't a movie, but it was uh, it was something. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Right now. In all 50 states in the District of Columbia. Huh? What, uh, what was that? I, I, right now, in all 50 states in the District of Columbia. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I'll be back with the rest of your calls after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. You know, that's also too. You go on YouTube. Did you ever see Elvis Presley in Hawaii's concert? It's only like three years before he dies. That is great. Elvis has left the building. It always makes you smile. Watch a little Elvis. And never forget Barney Miller. Did you watch your Barney Miller last night, Squirrel Hands? Oh, there's the one where the car thief stole the... Uh, Studebaker, Edsel, like 25 years, he was driving around with the car. Fantastic. Bud, Southwest Side. Hey, Sean, how are you? I love your show. You You tell it like it is. You're very knowledgeable. And you're obnoxious sometimes, which sometimes people need that. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Um, I've got two suggestions for movies. Um, One is the original Fletch um, with Chevy Chase, 1985. Good movie. Yep. And another one is um, True Romance with Christian uh, Slater. And speaking of Elvis, it has the ghost of Elvis in there, too, played so, by Bud, Val Kilmer. I'm going to give you two things. On YouTube, you can find on the Johnny Carson Show, Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel review the movie Fletch with Chevy Chase sitting next to them. Laugh, <laughs> what a trip. You will laugh your derriere off. It was, it's a <laughs> phenomenal clip. You can find it on YouTube. The other thing is I had an uncle. He was my, my godfather's father. His name was Bud, and his name was Bud Martin, and it was the Martin family, and they owned the Spring Inn in Elmhurst. And okay. He, he, I love that name, Bud. It always makes me think of my uncle, Bud. He was the, one of the greatest guys I ever knew, and he had a Boston yeah. Terrier. Bud named, was a Bud, too. Yeah, he was a Bud. He was a Bud. And he had a Boston right. Terrier named Buttons. And when I was got married, I went and got a Boston Terrier because it had dog, best dogs in the world. Thank you, Bud. I appreciate all right. the call very Great. much. Thank you very uh, much. Hung up on Bud. Didn't mean to. Kevin, Evergreen Park. Hello, Sean. How are you? Wonderful, Kevin. How are you? 
Hey, did, did your uncle Ralph, did uh, he work at the Board of Trade, too, at yeah. one time? He ran Merchants yeah. Trading. You remember the Misfits at Merchants? Or no, First Commercial, excuse me, First Commercial. Uh, I don't remember them. Was, uh, what's his last name? Is, I don't, don't want to get him audited. Okay. Is it, it starts F-P-R-O? with an S. Yeah, yes. My uncle Ralph. worked in the bean pit. Yes, that's him. Best guy in the world. I worked for Shearson and I worked for Bear Stearns. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah I got in yeah. trouble. I got in trouble at the Merck because my mouth, you know, I would tell everybody off. And uh, <laughs> I thought I was in trouble. I did not know him. I go up before, you know, and now it's his big table. I'm like, oh, I'm losing my job. I'm losing everything. And he starts laughing when he hears the, what the complaint is. I don't want to get too graphic. He leaves, and I'm like, I'm going to get fired. He's like, you sit here. I go, all right. So he comes back, and he goes, uh, what are you doing tonight? You want to go to a White Sox game? We've been friends ever since. He was my boss, and yeah. now he's a dear friend of mine. Yes. Great yeah, guy. He was, he was he was a handsome man back yeah. in the day there. Oh, I don't know what he looked Uncle like Rolfie now, knocked him yeah. down two at a time. He was like yeah, Fredo I'll, in Vegas. Yeah. I'll bet he did. Yes. Hey, I got uh, uh, for a uh, movie, I got Brian's song, the original. Fantastic. With James Caan. Love it. And then uh, for a documentary, uh, Battered Bastards of Baseball. Love it. Kevin, thanks for the call, brother. I got We're running late. Real fast now. The Patriotic Painter, West Chicago. Yeah, my movie is El Dorado with Robert Mitchum, John Wayne, and James Caan. Absolutely one of the best. Excellent call. Love it, Patriotic Painter. Mark Oaklawn. Sean, I got one for you. Uh, James Caan, the gambler, and after watching the movie, I went out and dropped $100 betting against the Bears. (laughs) All right, very good. The Bears. Paul Manhattan. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, Paul. How are you? Hey, good to hear you. I love your show. Thank you, brother. I got a movie for you. The Three Godfathers with John Wayne and Harry Carey Jr. I can't remember the, the Mexican guy's name. Sorry about that. And Ooh. documentary, Courage to See. Ooh, excellent, excellent call. David and Lansing, worst comedic time in radio. Sean, uh, you could probably help me with the name of this film. It's Tom Cruise. He's a cop in the future. He predicts crimes, what people Minority are Minority report. Crimes. Right. Uh, that's that's the way like red flag laws are going to push us into. Yeah. And then my docu- my documentary, I don't really have one. It's 9.99 uh, Street Legal Buick. It's on YouTube. It's like a yeah. minute and a half long. Best part awesome of Minority Street Report is when he has to get the fake eyeballs because the machines are reading his, his retina, and he comes out with the eyeballs. He looks like Nancy Pelosi with his eyeballs hanging out of his head, that dead stare like a shark that can't find food. Nancy Pelosi. Only Nancy's got a fake rack. Uh, everybody have a good weekend. Everybody remember, we're going to win this because we don't give an inch, not a quarter to these Marxist corrupt bastards calling themselves Democrats or their idiot voters. Everybody have a safe weekend, which means stay out of Chicago. If you're there, don't drive around at nighttime. The freaks come out at night. That's when Lori Lightfoot blends in. In the meantime, be safe. And remember, it's America, baby. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad sights and bright stars
safe. Talk to you Monday. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.